0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard to help you find out how to be financially tuned.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another show, Financially Tuned, with myself, Baron Fitzgerald, and Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. If at any point during the show you'd like to learn some more information, please feel free to give us a call at 855-793-2409 or visit us online at www.wellingtonadams.com. And while you're at the website, please also feel free to head on over to our radio page. On that page, you can check out our past shows if there are any that you have missed just recently. Today, we're going to talk about 10 Tips to Control Expenses in Retirement. And it's based on an article in August of 2018 from US News and World. Your retirement is different for everyone. Some individuals, they retire just as they expected, while others have retirement come earlier than expected through either layoffs or maybe corporate restructuring or maybe even health issues unexpectedly. No matter how your retirement begins, controlling your expenses during retirement is important for any retiree. At this time, we'd like to welcome to the show our co-host, Tony Shore. How are you, Tony?
0: I'm doing great, Baron. Thanks for asking. And I just am excited about today's topic because uh, this is going to be helpful to all of us, even those of us who aren't yet in retirement. It's always great to know how to control expenses, especially once we get there. Uh, You want to be able to have uh, make that money last as long as it can. So this is a good one. Uh, I've been busy,
1: but good. How about you, Baron? How have you been? Uh, the same. I was actually uh, up in New York last week doing some business and then visiting some friends. It's where I'm originally from. So I was up there pretty much for uh, a few days last week. So just getting back to the daily grind now.
0: All right. Hey, what part of New York are you originally from?
1: Well, I originally grew up in Fort Lee, New Jersey, right on the other side of the George Washington Bridge. But then I lived in Manhattan for 20 years, worked on Wall Street oh, and all wow. that fun stuff.
0: Wow. That's impressive. So, Simon, how are you doing? How's your week been?
2: Oh, well, I'm doing all right, Tony. In anticipation of this week's show, I was spending money like a drunken sailor. Knowing that I'm going to have to cut back and be no. responsible after that.
0: <laughs> I know you better than that. Uh, you're very good with your money. You weren't uh, spending too much, I bet. But I hope you were at least having fun.
2: Yeah, it was a good week. I won't complain good. at all.
0: <laughs> good. Well, this does sound like a good topic. I mean, who doesn't want to find ways to make every dollar last or go further But I know it's not always easy. I I love the saying, you know what they say, you can tighten the belt, but it can give you a stomach ache.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely true, Tony. Um, You know, we often think of cutting expenses as something painful or uncomfortable. But today, we're going to look at some tips that can actually make that process, you know, a little less of a negative proposal. Um, The first tip we're going to talk about is cut where it doesn't hurt meaning prioritize your costs. What are the most important expenditures? You know, are you paying for any services that you don't use? Could you eliminate expenses by cutting back on cable or cell phone services that, you know, really aren't often used? I know I cringe at my cable bill every time because I get all these (laughs) channels that I don't use, and yet I'm spending 200 bucks a month to watch TV. It's a little frustrating. Um, Maybe you don't um, need to shop at a big box store anymore. Uh, you probably don't need that 4 gallon pack of orange juice, you know, no matter how great a bargain it may seem. <laughs> yeah. So, sometimes the best bargain is the purchase that you don't make is what we're trying to say.
0: Oh, I like that one. Sometimes the best bargain is the purchase you don't make. Uh, we should put that on a throw That's pillow. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's a great segue actually, Tony, because tip number 2 deals with things like throw pillows. Things you have around the house that you might not really be using. (laughs) Sell it. Sell what you're not using. Now, I know there's some women out there who are saying throw pillows definitely don't fall into that category. But do you have a basement (laughs) full of things like old books, toys, sports equipment? You know, a couple spare sets of golf clubs that you keep laying around. Instead of letting it all sit there, you could sell the items on eBay or Craigslist or take them to a church rummage sale. You know, if you donate it to charity, you might not get the cash, but you may receive some type of tax benefit and you're doing some good as well. Don't just focus on the small stuff. You know, you might still have a boat you bought when the kids were young or a vacation condo that you never really use anymore. You know, second home or vacation condo is kind of a big one for me. You know, I think about it a lot when people talk about this type of thing. I wonder how much they're actually using it, even though it might have seemed like a great idea to keep the family together. You know, if you sold that property and took that money, how many times could you rent a place or travel uh, based on that asset and not being paying tax and the utilities and expenses and upkeep and things like that? You know, do you still need all the vehicles that you have? You know, if you're you and your spouse are both retired, you know, do you truly need all the cars that you have? Uh, When you look around the house, you know, think of everything that you don't use as a dollar sign, whether that's because it's costing you money to keep it or because you could sell it and make some money. You know, uh, there's a th- research here done by thredup.com that says the secondhand market is growing. You know, one of the leading resale companies there is giving you some feedback in their 2018 resale report. And The resale market is growing 24 times faster than the traditional retail market. The retail, in, the resale, excuse me, industry is expected to double to $41 billion in a year by 2022. So that's pretty significant there as far as what we're able to resell, um, both from making some cash and also from saving on secondhand goods as well.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, it sounds like a huge opportunity. We often think of things like that, like collectibles or vehicles, you know, having value, but clothes and home goods rarely come to mind, at least for a lot of us, at least for myself. So that's a game changer. Uh, Maybe my closet full of Hawaiian shirts might not just be high fashion. It might be
2: valuable.
1: (laughs) Those Hawaiian shirts again. Not only that, Tony, but as reported by Forbes.com, in their blog post, secondhand clothes are a threat and an opportunity. (laughs) There is also a cultural shift happening towards secondhand. You know, it used to have, you know, like a stigma of being only for poor people. What we used to consider old is now called vintage. And accompanied by the trendy value of authentic. So a secondhand star is really rising and the stigma is gone for a lot of people. The well-known fashion designer Stella McCartney said she believes the future of fashion is circular. It will be restorative and regenerative by design and the clothes we love never end up as waste. That's quote-unquote. And, you know, think about it. That's so true. How often do we hear that, you know, those styles from the 80s are coming back or, you know, from a different generation that that's coming back into fashion of active secondhand shoppers, people who've spent over 10,000 on secondhand clothes in a two year period. 13% of those people are millionaires. I mean, I thought that was a really surprising stat. You know, also secondhand clothes are more environmentally friendly. They're the very definition of recycled. Now only time will tell on your Hawaiian shirts, though, Tony. I don't know how valuable they're going to be, but you never know.
0: Well, hey, one man's trash is another man's treasure, right? (laughs) That's true. Uh, So, Simon, what's another tip for controlling our expenses in retirement?
2: Well, the next tip is not only valuable for retirees, but important for an individual as well. That's to control your credit. As you approach retirement, you should be paying down your debts, of course. Uh, many financial services professionals would tell you to avoid taking out new loans. Uh, credit card debt tends to have high interest rates. So if you're running a balance, it would be beneficial for you to pay it off as soon as you can. You may not need to be concerned about carrying a mortgage into retirement as, nearly as much. Um, you have plenty of company there as long as You have budgeted into your retirement income as one of the uh, expenses that you'll carry. But that's one of those things probably that we would consider good debt and is not as a big of a concern. But for many, there can be a feeling of security knowing that you're living in a home that's free and clear of the bank. And if you're still young enough to make, to have time to make that goal before retirement, it should be one that you want to strive to achieve.
0: Yeah. Good point. Now, Baron. How common do you think it is for retirees to carry a mortgage then into retirement?
1: Well, it's getting more and more common, actually, Tony. I mean, traditionally, homeowners look forward to paying off their mortgage before retirement, you know, and living out their golden years without the heavy burden of a monthly house payment. I mean, I can't tell you how many people have said, you know, I just want to get that monkey off their, you know, our back. And look, the reality is, is that we're not recommending anyone to to have debt in retirement. But as Simon just mentioned before, there's good debt and there's bad debt. And you know, mortgage debt can actually be considered good debt. The scenario though is becoming less common according to a recent survey as far as people paying off their mortgage. Um, the survey which was done by Retirement and Mortgages by National Bank or American Financing found that 44% of Americans between the ages of 60 to 70 have a mortgage when they retire. And as many as 17% of those surveyed say that they probably will never pay it off. The survey also found that 32% predict that they'll be paying their mortgage for at least eight more years. So, you know, again, there's good debt and there's bad debt. I mean, the, the reality is, is if your mortgage payment is really low, if it's say it's three and a quarter percent and your investments can get, you know, 4% or 5% return, you know, do you really wanna lose that cash that you have in your pocket to pay off debt that you could maybe be using that money and getting a higher interest rate off of. So again, we're not, you know, saying that you should have debt in retirement, but you know, some debt is is becoming more and more frequent as it used to be.
0: Yeah, that's good advice. Look at it from all angles, uh, figure out the best scenario and and work it through. Now our time is almost up for this first segment of the show. Is there anything else you want to share with us before we take a quick break?
2: Well we just want to remind the listeners that they are welcome to check us out online at wellingtonadams.com. Uh, we do regular educational events, and they're all listed there under the events tab. Also, as we've said before, you know we set aside a few appointment slots each week for the listeners of the radio show, specifically to touch base on some of the topics that we're going over. So if anything here strikes a nerve, if you'd like to sit down and review your retirement plan or put one in place, reach out to us. You can give us a call at 855 793 2409. We're happy to sit down with you. There's no cost or obligation to do so.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Simon. And listeners, stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard here on Financially Tuned.
3: Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory by visiting
1: wellingtonadams.com or by calling us at 855-793-2409. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Financially Tuned with myself, Baron Fitzgerald, and Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams. Again, if at any point during the show you'd like to learn a little bit more information, please feel free to give us a call at 855-793-2409 or visit us online on our website, www.wellingtonadams.com. Today, we're talking about 10 tips to control expenses in retirement. So far, we've covered three tips. One, you know, cut the expenses where it doesn't necessarily hurt you so much. Number two, sell what you aren't already using, you know, that's just sitting in the basement and gathering dust. They have could have some value to it. And three, control your credit.
0: Well, those are great tips so far, Baron. Uh, Now, Simon, do you have another tip for us?
2: Well, Tony, the next tip deals with something many retirees plan to do during retirement, and that's travel. Simply put, use your head when you travel. A little research can go a long way. And saving money on traveling costs, you know, you can spend a little bit of time, scour the internet for hotel bargains, or book a home away or Airbnb. Actually, that reminds me that my family just did that for our family vacation coming up. We used one of those two. I forget which one. (laughs) You know, another thing is to fly midweek. Travel during the colder seasons when rates are lower. Many airlines will alert you uh, to special fares and packages if you sign up and uh, keep an eye on that. And so you can use that flexible schedule that you have in retirement to your advantage here. Now is actually a good time to travel abroad because the dollar is strong. I just had a friend that got back from Thailand. Her and her boyfriend went out there and she mentioned to me that she spent. $1,100 total each air flare, stay, and spending money the whole time they're out there. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Thailand might not be the most traditional place, but it's a beautiful place to get around and kind of keep in mind those types of little bargains out there. You may also have uh, money-saving opportunities if you stay closer to home. Perhaps you can go visit the kids or grandkids if they're not local and stay with them for free. But whatever you choose to do, you know, keep your budget in mind. You will also want to plan for different costs out there on your vacation or on the road. Keep an eye on websites like GasBuddy if you're driving a lot. You know, Cheaper gas may just be around the corner and may save you quite a bit over your journey.
0: Yeah, that's huge. Uh, these are great ideas. I know travel is a huge part of retirement for a lot of people. It's a great way to stay active
1: and entertained, right, Ah, uh, Yeah, Tony. Actually, entertainment is a big part of retirement as well. That's why tip number five is find free entertainment. You all like that word free, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Your Mm -hmm. community likely
1: offers free summer concerts and fall festivals. You know, check out the public library for free seminars, book clubs, movies, lectures, things of that nature. Your church, uh, Veterans Association or social club, they often provide rewarding activities at very little, if any cost. A lot of communities offer adult education classes, you know, ranging anywhere from foreign languages to ballroom dancing. You know, and don't even think about hesitating to get a senior pass for the movie theater or state park. You know, I used to think when, you know before I turned fifty, my, my wife always used to tease me that when that <laughs> thing came in the mail, she was going to put it right on my table and you know make me join up. And I used to say, oh, I don't want to. But you know, the reality is, is that it, you know those things can help you out a little bit in retirement. All right.
0: Well, thanks, Baron. I mean, there's so many options out there. Uh, Simon, what's another tip you have for us?
2: Well, Tony, this one can be a little bit more challenging, but it's definitely something to consider. And that's put the kibosh on your kids. You know, you're used to paying the bills for your young ones, but you don't have to now that they're an adult, especially when you're getting into retirement and on a fixed income. While you're free to help them out if you can afford it, obviously, there's no law that says that you have to, have to subsidize their rent uh, payment for their car or home or insurance, things like that. Keep their cell phone bill on yours. You, know, you spent hundreds of thousands of dollars raising your children. Now's the time to let them fly on their own. Perhaps even including that airfare on that upcoming family vacation.
0: Well, yeah, that's a that's another great one. Um, I, that can be a tough move to make, though, for some people. Uh, is number seven maybe a little easier, Baron?
1: Well, yeah, it is. Uh, let's call this one go green. Uh, something as simple as turning off the lights when you leave the room can make an impact on your electric bill. I mean, it's something that's probably instilled on you as a kid. I remember when I was young, my parents would always yell at me if I didn't turn on the light. So I always tease my wife every time I see a light left on. I say, okay, that's another $8 that you owe me. (laughs) (laughs) But the reality is, is that you know, doing those little things can really add up, especially over time. Uh, Another thing that... (laughs) I always kind of talk to her a little bit about is perhaps you know dial down the heat when you can or in the summertime maybe keep the air conditioning down a little bit you still want to be comfortable obviously but that extra degree or two can really make a big difference down the road sometimes you can open a window instead of turning on the air conditioning you know maybe you can combine trips or trade in a thirsty suv for maybe a little less uh, gas siphoning sedan or a hybrid something along those lines some additional tips for saving money by going green in the home can be found at smallfootprintfamily.com uh, in their blog post, how to save money by going green. It was a pretty decent article. Um, some of the highlights include line drying your clothes. Dryers don't even come with an energy star rating. That's how bad they are in terms of energy consumption. <laughs> you can um, line or rack dry your clothes, which saves a ton of energy and therefore prevents air and water pollution from power plants. Um, Another tip would be washing your clothes in cold water. Um, That's something actually that really saves a lot of money as far as hot water. It costs a lot when you're washing your clothes. My wife washes pretty much everything in cold water. Clothes get just as clean, but without the energy spent on heating the water. And the easiest move in terms of set it and forget it, install a programmable thermostat. This handy little device really allows you to program your heat or air conditioner to come on you know, right before when you get home and turn it down while you're gone or asleep. Again, this can save a ton of money on your utility bills and also save energy while reducing pollution.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. Now, our time is almost up for this segment. Simon, do you have anything you want to add before we take a quick break here?
2: Well, we just want to uh, encourage the listeners to reach out. Hopefully, they're finding a couple of good tips in here. Uh, there's definitely some fun ones along the way that we're picking up. Um, you know, they can visit us online at willingtonadams.com. You can reach out to us on the phone at 855-793-2409. You're welcome to sit down for a complimentary, no obligation consultation with us uh, to discuss any of these retirement planning topics that we go over or check out some of the upcoming educational workshops that we have. Again, that's 855-793-2409
0: all right well thank you so much and listeners stay tuned we're going to be right back with more of simon hilliard and baron fitzgerald here on financially tuned
3: the ups and downs of the stock market can be exciting but not if you're near or in retirement predictable returns may not be exciting but your needs tend to change later in life call wellington adams investment advisory we focus on crafting effective financial strategies you can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere Give our office a call at 855-793-2409 or visit us at wellingtonadams.com.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Financially Tuned with myself, Baron Fitzgerald, and Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams. If at any point during the show you want to learn a little bit more information about us or what we've been talking about, please feel free to give a call at 855 855- Seven nine three two four zero nine, or visit us on our website, www.wellingtonadams.com. Today, we've been talking about 10 tips to control expenses in retirement. So far, we've talked about cutting where it doesn't hurt, selling what you aren't using, controlling your credits, using your head when you travel, um, finding free entertainment, putting on the kibosh on your kids as well as going green.
0: Wow. So great tips so far. And my favorite, putting the kibosh on our adult children. (laughs) Cut them off. (laughs) (laughs) It's easier said than done, though. So uh, Simon, what are some more tips? What are the last three tips for controlling expenses in retirement?
2: Well, Tony, the next one can be a bit confusing, but it's save on savings. The idea, okay. yeah, the idea here is you should find ways to minimize the amount of your Social Security benefits being taxed and other sources of income, of course. According to a May 2018 U.S. News and World Report article entitled, How to Minimize Your Social Security Taxes, there are two options to mitigate taxes on your Social Security benefits. First, factor in state taxes. This is one I didn't even really kind of think about, but... Um, where you live can play a role in whether your Social Security payments will be taxed. Most states don't tax Social Security income. However, 13 states still do cause you to pay tax on your Social Security benefits, often with exceptions for lower income retirees, according to Walter's Calora data. Pennsylvania is not one of those states, but there are a few nearby. And if you are considering moving, You know, be aware of that fact and if it will impact you and take that into consideration. The second one is set up Social Security tax withholding. Those who owe taxes on their Social Security payments can elect to make quarterly estimated tax payments to the IRS or have federal taxes withheld from monthly payments. Interestingly enough, you can have 7, 10, 12 or 22 percent of your monthly benefits uh, tax withholding but you cannot select a different percentage, nor can you select a flat dollar amount.
0: Now, Baron, what's
1: the next tip on the list? Uh, the next tip, Tony, is do not covet your neighbor's social media posts. <laughs> Aha, I like this one. Yeah, I mean, what I really mean by that is is we all see, you know, the smiling people living ideal lives on TV and social media, everything's just honky dory. But try to remember that these images are very carefully selected and edited. You know, other people, you know, they're typically not having a much better time than you are. You know, instead, focus on living the kind of retirement that's right for you. In fact, there was a CNBC article that was entitled There's now analytical proof behind keeping up with the Joneses. And that article examined the fact that flashy spending by lottery winners, it kind of appears to pressure neighbors into spending more themselves the larger the lottery reward a lucky gambler collected, the more likely his or her neighbor were to file for bankruptcy. Um, You know, that's according to a paper from the Philadelphia Federal Reserve that their objective was to try to find analytical backing for that keeping up with the Joneses theory. And the research found that social pressure to compete with one's neighbors on exciting new purchases is so great that it can lead to significant increase in both the amount of credit and mortgages people are willing to incur. So, you know, while your neighbors might not be lottery winners, trying to keep up with your peers on social media and trying to just keep up and live the same exact lifestyle that you think that they are living and how happy they may be, it really could be very financially dangerous as well.
0: Some great tips today. And as usual, the time just flew by. Uh, Our time is actually up for this week's show. Is there anything else, Baron? you want to share with us before we go today?
1: Well, just that again, Tony, we would like to end the show with, please feel free to visit our website, www.wellingtonadams.com, or give us a call at 855-793-2409. And again, we'd be happy to set up a consultation to you that's absolutely no obligation. Um, We can kind of go over some of these ideas with you, See where you're at and see if perhaps maybe we'd be a fit for one another. So, again, you know, we're dedicated to providing you with information to help make sound decisions and just build a retirement on a solid foundation. If you have any questions about today's show or comments, again, please feel free to give us a call.
0: All right. Well, that concludes our time for today's episode of Financially Tuned with our hosts, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams.
1: Join us again for another episode next week for a financially tuned, take care and we'll see you next time thank you for listening to financially tuned don't pay too much for taxes or retire
0: without a sound retirement plan for more information please contact baron fitzgerald or simon hilliard at wellington adams investment advisory call 855-793-2409 or visit them online at wellingtonadams.com